You are listening to African Perspectives with host Brother Oshi on Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasting or live program scheduling, hit them up at timeforanawakening at gmail.com. Your 
to African Perspectives, where we view the issues of our day from an African worldview and African-centered perspective. This program is unapologetically African. It is a custom in the African tradition to ask elders for permission to speak, having been granted permission to our ancestors whose shoulders we stand on, to our elders whose shadows we walk in. I greet you, my dear brothers and sisters, in the language of one of the greatest civilizations on this planet, it gave the world the basic disciplines of knowledge of science, math, architecture, music, writing, law, religion, you name it, we did it. The Greeks called it Egypt, but they called themselves Kemet, and Kemet means land of the blacks. I greet you all in the Kemetic language, the word of peace, Hotep. It is truly an honor and a privilege to pour libation because we truly do stand on the shoulders of those who came before us. We're going to use water because water has no enemies. Water is the great cleanser, the great purifier. Everything on the planet that lives, it needs water from a tiny microscopic organism to a tall redwood tree. We pour water into the earth to invoke the spirits of our ancestors and we say the word ashe. It simply means so be it. So we pour this libation to God for all that God has done and for all that God will do. We say, we pour this libation to Mother Africa, birthplace of all humanity, everyone who has lived, everyone who will live in the future. We all have a common ancestral root in Africa. We pour this libation to the classical civilizations of Africa. I mentioned Kemet in the opening. Kemet was the height, the apex, the zenith of African high culture. But there were others as well, as Tymeri, Punt, and Nubia. So we poured a libation to the classical civilizations of Africa. 
You say, Ashe? We poured us libation to the contemporary civilizations of Africa, of Ghana, Mali, Zangai, Benin, Great Zimbabwe, civilizations that were flourishing and growing while Europe was in a medieval or dark age. The University of Sankare at Timbuktu, an outstanding educational institution. So we poured us libation to the contemporary civilizations of Africa. We say, Ashe? We poured us libation to the Ma'afa, the holocaust of our enslavement, the Infakani, the great tragedy, uprooted out of Africa. Our brothers and sisters lay a carpet along the Atlantic Ocean. We're in North America, South America, Central America, and throughout the diaspora. So we poured us libation to our brothers and sisters who suffered the Ma'afa, the Infakani, the holocaust of our enslavement, the great tragedy. We poured us libation in their honor and in their memory. We do not know their names, but because of them and their sacrifice, we are here. So we sashay. We poured us libation to those who fought against enslavement. If you ever heard me do a libation, you will know that we were not slaves. I repeat, we were not slaves. We were captives. What does a captive want to do? Get free. So we poured us libation to all those men and women who fought against enslavement. In fact, I maintain that some of us are more of a slave today than we were in our initial captivity because some of us are a slave to vice, to corruption, to drugs, sex, and violence. So we poured us libation to those who fought against enslavement. Gabriel Prosser, Nat Turner, Denmark Vesey, Harriet Tutman. We always resisted. And we will always resist. So we poured us libation in the name and the honor of those men and women who fought against our captivity. We poured us libation to those unborn, those young men and women who will once again lead us back on the stage of human history as a free and proud and productive people. We sashay. We poured us libation to brotherhood and sisterhood together for the union of family. We need each other. We don't have good family life. There's a saying, conditions shape conduct and consciousness. The conditions in our community are bad. The conduct towards each other is not good. Because why? We lack consciousness. And consciousness is more than just awareness. Consciousness is a deeper understanding of who you are historically, who you are culturally. So once we begin to understand the importance of brotherhood and sisterhood together for the union of family. Brothers and sisters, let us all say, Ashe, Ashe. You are listening to Time For an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasts or live programming, hit them up at timeforanawakening.com. Good morning, African world. You are listening to African Perspectives here on the Motherland Media Network on timeforanawakening.com and blacktalkradionetwork.com. And I am your host, Baba Oshi. Hotep family, hope everything is well with you today. Hope you're going to have a good day today. It's hump day. Got to get over the hump. So I hope you get a chance to do all the things that you must do, can do, will do, and should do, and more importantly, will do. And I hope the weather will be accommodating for you to do it. But of course, if it is not, and it has to get it done. It must be done. It will get done because you will do it. And you'll do it safely. 
This is African Perspectives. We're here every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m., 10 to 12 Central, 9 to 11 Mountain, or 8 to 10 Pacific, or any other time around the world. But if you cannot listen to this program live, you can go to our archives at timeforanawakening.com. At the top of the page, you'll see podcasts. Click on that. The drop down, you'll see African Perspectives. Click on that, and there will be programs that are dated and titled. But if you want to use the shortcut, you can just go to the Whatever search engine you use, Google, Firefox, whatever, put in babaoshi.net. Babaoshi.net. B A B A O S H I.net. And there, once again, will be programs that are dated and titled. I'm not going to talk about the other programming we have and go through the announcements. I'm going to go right to the Inye Sasim of Daily Revolutionary Thought because I got our guest holding, that is Brother Peter Brown of the Ledge Group. Land for the Environmental Development for Group Economics. This brother is doing just outstanding work. And so we're going to talk to Brother Peter Brown about what's happening with Ledge and the the monumental things that they're doing on the continent and throughout the diaspora. So we're going to do the Inye Sesim of daily revolutionary thought. September, (laughs) September 13th. If we're going to survive, we must survive. We have to, we have got to have sincere, committed people who will put the struggle above everything else and who will not sell us out and who will not themselves sell out or the struggle at any cost, even at the cost of death. Nana Bikwe. Too many of our potentially beneficial revolutionaries just want to be sheroes or heroes. In their heart of hearts, their ultimate goal is to be seen and allotted, to become rich and famous without the usual taint of self-centeredness. Because we have been soaking in this numbing extreme individualism almost from birth, this warped need to be seen and publicly recognized as saviors retires our ability to be dedicated workers in a people's vision where victory and glory are more a national than an individual experience. Because our humanity, manhood, and womanhood have been so systematically denied for so long, it is hard to aspire to the role of humble, indefeatable warriors because nothing less than the limelight will soothe our eviscerated egos. We have forgotten that to be a shero or hero work is enough. It should be more than enough to be seen and allotted by those we serve and who serve by our side. Affirm, I do a hero, shero work. Affirm, I do a hero and shero work. That is true. If you're out there working for our people and you're sincere and you're committed, you don't want to be seen, you just want to do what is best. September 14th. Our message should be that everything in our lives must reflect the basis, foundation, and vision of African sovereignty. A nation without acts of sovereignty is a nation of slaves. They will be victims of any conqueror seeking their enslaved existence. A spiritually a, excuse me, a spiritually sovereign nation is made up of an independent, culturally centered, and accountable people. They are unified through their vision. 
Their nationhood is sanctioned by their African worldview. Baba Obadeli Williams. Baba Obadeli Williams, great ancestor. Studying and practicing our traditions gives us an informed, critical understanding of what to maintain and strengthen and what to ignore and disregard because it provides us with our historical understanding of what has and has not worked for us over our time on this planet. This is the only way out of this madness. I repeat, this is the only way out of this madness. We must move in this direction. Everything we think, say, and do must point us toward the wholeness that only ruling ourselves can bring. Our righteous path cannot help but reveal that nothing in Urugu's reality works toward African sanity. Therefore, whatever we may build to empower our sanity and sustain it at its optimal level must exist outside their matrix. I repeat, it must exist outside of their matrix. We must wake up to the fact that our ancestors did not send us here to be under Urugu, to be under white supremacy. This awakening will bring forth these those acts of sovereignty which will bring to power the love we need for each other to be whole. Affirm, I am part of spiritually sovereign nation. Affirm, I am a part of a spiritually sovereign nation. Ashe. Brothers and sisters, the Inye Sesim of daily revolutionary thought. Yes, Baba Mwali Mumbarudi. It's my brother. Brothers and sisters, we have with us today from, and you know, I always announce the Ledge Group, Land for the Environmental Development of Group Economics that deal with the four areas of that are necessary for human existence, which is food, water, clothing, and shelter. They have 12 programs on six different countries, you know, over 170 employed and over 260 members. Become a member of the Ledge Group family become a member brother peter brown how you doing man oh my dear brother i am energized every time i get the opportunity to hear your voice <laughs> it's an honor and a pleasure to be no. with you today no brother the honor is truly mine and you know it man i i tell you man the work that you have done and continue to do is so vitally necessary and and and, and the fact is you have got results you know you just ain't talking about it you know, you're doing it. You're being about it. And that's what we need. We need that kind of action. You know, our people need to see it. You know, we, we have great people who speak, you know, and they have great theories and so forth. But when you put it physically into action, and it, you know, that, that substantiates it far better than anything. And, and I tell you, man, you've... Now, how long has Ledge been uh, in existence? I guess now we are about uh, 12 years. Wow. And I got to say, you you mentioned such powerful, important words in your um, opening. And one of those mentions was that of ego and it having the power beyond any enemy to destroy what it is that we're doing. And, And the fact that we have to do a body of work, not for monetary reward and not for what anybody can give us, but for how far it pushes us further. So I have to kind of defer the the um, accolades because, oh, 
the only thing that I did, I'm a humble student. The only thing that I did was pick up what Marcus Garvey told us to do. I said. The only thing that I did was listen to what Elijah Muhammad told us to do. Mm-hmm. It is what Huey P. Newton was pushing us to do. Mm-hmm. It's what Malcolm X was pushing us to do. 160 or more years of our leadership have always told us exactly what we need to be doing. I don't have to be the brightest man in the world to pick up on that. <laughs> right, right. Because it's there. It's already there. Are you sincere? Are you committed? I, I mean, do you have a love for our people? Do you want us to do something, or are you out for yourself? Do you want, you know, do right. you want the limelight? Because if you're, I right. mean, there's serious work to, that's still and will have to be done. Because yeah. what is our ultimate, you know, I, I see this program, African Perspectives, we talk about independence, self-determination, liberation, and sovereignty for African people. We believe there is no other discussion. In fact, the model of this program, the motto of this program is Pan-Africanism or perish. Unify right. unify or die. You know? Mm-hmm. And, yep. and, and that means that we come together with sincerity and commitment to making changes for our people uh, on the continent and throughout the diaspora. You know? That's right. And you've been... That's right. Go ahead. And this is truly what is not only lacking in every single one of us, but it is commanded by those that stand behind us watching. See, so much sacrifice was made. It was a miracle for each and every one of us to be here. A combination of events that could or could not have happened over the last 400 years produced a perfect scenario while that produces us here today. So right now, we live in the context of white supremacy, and it is not satisfying. It's not satisfying to me. It's not satisfying to any of us. I'm speaking in complete um, specificity, 100% of us. This is true. We are not satisfied. It's not enough to buy my pride at Ikea or a realtor, or a car dealership. It is not enough to purchase my manhood from a store shelf. So we Mm. live in this Mm. tiny little box where all of our dreams, our goals, our wishes, our ideas, and our plans are tied up in the support of white supremacy, in the Mm. most dysfunctional relationship in human history. We feed a beast because a beast feeds us. So we're tied to the success or failure of another man. And we find ourselves trying to salve and trying to cope with the scenario. But it simply is dissatisfying and distasteful for each and every single one of us. And so what I have to do, what I have to do is I have to pop the top off of this bottle that we've been in. And I've got to highlight and show each and every one of us, what we can do. See, if we stay within this tiny little context, then we will live and die similar to how 20 generations behind us have lived and died. We owe them to be born and we pay them to die. And every Mm. single breath in between is monetized to benefit them. If we stay there, If we think that we can earn enough money to get ourselves out of this condition, and again, that means that we're purchasing our manhood and womanhood. Mm. If we think that we can get educated enough to work our way out of this condition, it is not going to work. 
there is one single solution, and that is responsibility, right? You said it, accountability. We have to define who our true enemy is. Now, we can easily say that our true enemy, the true enemy of every African on this planet Earth is Urugu. We can say that, and most Mm -hmm. will agree with that. Mm -hmm. I'm going to take it a step further, and I'm going to say that the true enemy is dependency on Urugu because if you are tied to the success or failure of another man, if that man should fail, you fail by proxy, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. This is what the challenge is before us. The, The challenge is to show my brothers and sisters, because again, I'm going to speak in absolutes. I'm saying that 100% of us have the keys necessary to move from this paradigm. It's simply a matter of challenging your own bullshit, right? Mm-hmm. The, the, right. <laughs> I talked real good for many years, and that's what I was doing. It was talking. But there comes a point where you have to say, okay, you know what? <laughs> Am I going to talk or am I going to do something? You know, we've we've uh, we've laughed and we've said it over the years where we find people that have the ability to give the best advice in the world to other people, but can't take that advice themselves. This is a time for silence. Peace. Be still. Right. Challenge your own bullshit, because if you do, you will find that there is no height that is unattainable. There is no thing that you cannot do. You've simply been crushed for so long, right? The indoctrination happened from our parents, unfortunately. It happened when we first interacted with anybody in this society. It bullied us into a place where we no longer believe in ourselves and the capacity of our ancestors, right? Mm -hmm. But I'm here to tell you, I'm here to tell you, it is not a matter of a special man bringing up from among us the truth is that each and every one of us are special a, a, a diamond is created through pressure put placed on coal you are the diamonds of the earth you represent based on the liars you represent 13 percent of the american population 13 percent if you were to look at global demographics of people that percentage is so infinitesimal Mm, that no one would even mention that number when you did a demographic view of the entire planet nobody would even mention 13 percent of a population of a given country and yet everybody on the planet earth walks like talks like dresses like expresses themselves like you right right with the influence we have been controlling this for an awfully long time simply a function of a perspective shift, right? We need to change our perspective. We are not, we have to stop looking at ourselves as victims. You can't be a victim and a victor at the same time. We have to stop looking at ourselves as victims and define what are the instruments of our oppression? What are the actual attack vectors necessary to solve our problem? And that's, man, that's all I do, man. I'm focused on the food, clothing, shelter. If you, if, if another man Let's take it from, I'm going to speak in absolutes this entire time. I said, go ahead. From a man. We're going to take it from a man. If any species of life depends upon another species to provide its food, 
clothing and shelter, then necessarily this creates a dependency on another species. Right? That's right. So if this is true for every species of life, then it must also be true for us. There is a hierarchy of needs. There are those things that you need before you will die. If a man controls that, see, what they found was you can't whip a man enough to make him stay by your side and never leave you, right? Mm. You can't put enough fear or terror in a man to make him never leave you. You can't place misery and incomprehensible woe into the life of any being to the point that they will never try to leave you. The only way that you can do this, the only way you can make that happen is through control of essential needs. If you must get your water from me, you will die without me. Mm. And these are the common instruments of oppression associated with every single African on this planet Earth. I'll take it even further. I'm going to speak, as I said, absolutes. These are the instruments of oppression for every human on this planet Earth, right? It is being tied to the success or failure of a government. There was a man that went uh, in on the Mall of America. It was a black man that went to the Mall of America and lit himself on fire wow. to protest the American government. That man died, right? He mm-hmm. was protesting the American government. When our brother transitioned, not one individual within this machine changed one iota of That's right. what they do. Right. It was inconsequential. Mm-hmm. So what the Panthers taught us, <laughs> the lesson that the Panthers taught us, right? When they said all power to the people, this was a very relevant statement because every government on the planet Earth, I don't care if you talk about Bali, you can go to the most remote place on the planet Earth and guess what? The government is corrupt. Why? Because the government works for money. They don't work for the people, right? And so... You can light yourself on fire. You can beg. You can cry. You can die. It will not change Change the way that these governments work. Mm -hmm. There's one way to do it. You empower the people. The people of Tanzania, when I got there, I noticed that their teeth were brown. So I quickly developed a course relative to filtration of water so that they could provide for themselves clean water. It was important that I did so with limited tools. So I used the kitchen knife. <laughs> you ready to believe it? Okay. I used the kitchen knife, and we used easily sourced materials that could be found on the ground anywhere around us, right, in abundance. We used easily sourced materials, and we created a very efficient three-phase water filtration system, and we taught the Maasai to be able to do so, and we taught others to be able to do so. All power to the people means if you give the people the power to be able to do it for themselves, starting with a hierarchy of needs, water. You must have water within 72 hours or you die. So we start to teach the people how to filter their own water, food, shelter, clothing. And one by one, we take bites out of these these uh, challenges. The people in Tanzania had been petitioning their government for years to do something about the water. Well, what if you teach those people how to make water filters and everybody teaches their brother and their brother and their brother, and suddenly you no longer have a request for that government. 
right. and suddenly you no longer have to ask that government. This is the only way that you can turn the governments of the world back to the people. When you uh, remove the dependency, when you remove the inquiry and the people are no longer asking their government to do a thing, it is at that point that those governments lose their power over the people because they're in power. Mm-hmm. Robert, Robert, John Henry Clark said, we should not wear underwear if we don't produce our That's own. right. So in Sierra Leone, in the last couple of weeks, we began fabricating our own tools, our own crowbars, our own machetes. And so it starts really small. There's no glamour. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's mm-hmm. no glamour in producing and fabricating a crowbar. There's no glamour in producing and fabricating a nail. But if I, in, in building my house, must go to my enemy to purchase a nail, well, he's part owner because his parts are in my house. You know right, right. <laughs> so I'm, I'm pleased and I am optimistic. I'm optimistic because it's a simple function of changing the perspective of our people. If they just look at the same thing in a slightly different manner, suddenly... This becomes easy. It's elementary. We know what we got to do. We know there's no there's no my ideology versus your ideology. There's no there's none of that. I'm speaking in complete absolutes. There is no contention as it relates to what you believe versus what I believe. I know you and I both need water. How are we going to make that happen? Right. I know both of us need food on our tables. How do we make that happen? How do we take control? And Mm -hmm. if we as black men, as African men on this planet, take our role seriously. And we do that. I promise you, my dear brother, every other complaint and every other concern that we have ever had will disappear. There's one answer. Get free. There's one answer. If we get free, I promise you, your women will no longer look to you the way that they have. Mm-hmm. Right. Because you have done that body of work. But until that body of work happens, the only thing that we will see is a natural response to an unnatural circumstance. We're not broken by nature. We're not broken by nature. We're broken by the circumstances we are in. We must solve those problems. And then we are free. Mm-hmm. Once you are free, what you got to do? What What is your eight-hour <laughs> shift look like then? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and once you are free, see if you if you commit an action, you have uh, options. If you fail to react, you have choices. Right? If you act, you have options. But if you fail to act and only react. You have choices, and those choices are dictated for you. That's right. You can choose from that, or you can choose from the other thing. But none of those things are necessarily best for you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right. And that's that's the problem that we face, you know. Yeah. Because we have failed to look inward and purge ourselves of the ignorance and the individualistic mindset to love ourselves and love each other and to pull resources and come together. You know, we, we, I mean, it, really it is easy as that, but it, because of the vice grip that the European has on our minds, it is extremely difficult yeah. to do, you know? Yeah. 
you know, yeah. it's extremely difficult to do because you know we have relied on just just what's what just happened with the uh, with the changing in 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 the European situation, particularly in England. Now with Charles coming in, there are many Africans that should should have years and years ago broke away from the Commonwealth and broke away from the Queen. And there's a few of them that are that are going to do it now, you know. And, and a lot of times that seems to be more. You know, and I hope it's sincere, but a lot of times it's, it's it's just a show because we still need Europe. We still need England. We still need dictates from London, you know, and that's pathetic. It's sad. And of yes, course, it is. And, and of course, uh, they have been taking Africa resources for, you know, centuries, centuries. That's right. You know, and so it's somebody been time, me, huh? Somebody said to me, um, "Well, the Chinese are Chinese are colonizing Africa." I said, "Wait a minute, <laughs> wait a minute." I don't know if you understand on the ground, but if you go to Kenya, you'll find that it's Kenyan shillings. If you go to Tanzania, you'll find Tanzanian shillings. If you go to Uganda, you'll find Uganda. Do you know whose money that is? So it can't be colonized if the colonizer hasn't let it go. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's right. Britain. Britain is the one. Yes. Right? No matter what they smile and say and do, those are Kenyan. Those are shillings yeah. that they're spending in Kenya. Yeah. You understand? Yeah, they control. It's just like I said, you know, that's why I have no desire to go to South Africa because Europeans are still in control of South Africa. Just because you have a dark yeah. face in a high place don't mean a damn thing. They control nope. the money, they control the money, and they control the military. And if you're in control of the money, and you're in control of the military, you're in control. You know? Yes, you are. See? Yeah. So, yeah. And and it's the same thing in uh, uh, Namibia. Them Germans are still right. in control. You know, it's the same That's thing right. in other parts of, of Africa where the uh, French were, you know, where the tear in control. I saw a piece where the, uh, um, where the Indians are coming back into Uganda, you know, mm. you know, and, and and still, you know, there's a good movie about that uh, Mississippi Masala with Denzel Washington. Oh yeah, yeah, it's a good movie about that. The people who are listening should just check that out. Mississippi Masala with Denzel Washington about this Indian family in Mississippi who uh, were kicked out of Ghana by. Idi Amin Dada, you know, who wanted to go back there. Huh? By Idi Amin. If it was not for Baba Idi Amin Dada, there would have already been an Indian president in Uganda. Yes. Yes. You you are right. Yes. You know, and, and I tell you, we cannot, as Africans, go anywhere on this planet and, 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 and go to anybody's country and set up a community solely of ourselves. We can't do that anywhere in this damn world. But yet all nope. of these other paid people have come to Africa and they've set and staked a claim for Africa's land and Africa's resources. You know, even in South Africa, even in South, there are areas in South Africa that are autonomous, that are sovereign for white folks. For Europeans, for mm-hmm. Afrikaners, that 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 you can go work there for them, 
if it's just like a sundown town. But your ass better be gone by sundown because this is a, a Caucasian enclave. We can't hey, do that not- here. We can't do that in Europe. But they do it constantly. You know, now one thing that I heard, I don't know if you heard this too, that the, that the Chinese do want to relocate 300 million of its citizens in Africa after after uh, uh, providing Africa with a number of, of, of things that they're, a number of projects that they're doing, a number of things that they're doing in terms of vests and so forth. They want to read, because, you know, China has no resources. Right. You know, in fact, many parts of the world have no resources. They're right. dependent on the resources of Africa. And, and what's yes. problematic for us is that we don't understand the only way that we can control these resources is not by so-called 54 sovereign, which they ain't, countries, but by unifying all African people on the continent to control those resources. It's the only right. way. You know? That's right. And we can take it a step further, see? What happens is you have Europeans go to an African country that has resources. Right, Angola, and they will bring a thirsty man a glass of water, and say, "I'll take a truckload of diamonds for this glass of water." Mm. And because that man must have water, he will make that deal. They will make that deal. Wow! This is method by which they have exploited Africa forever. Mm -hmm. There is—I'm going to speak in absolute. There is a singular solution we in the diaspora where we're sitting where we have capital and no resource mm. and our african brothers have resource and no, no capital. capital right it is time for us to put those two things together so i can go to a diamond mine owner and i can say to him guess what why don't we split 50 50 everything that comes out of your mind mm-hmm. i can't do no worse than the beers have done I can't do no worse than the UK has done. I can't do no worse by my brother than the US has done or France or Portugal or any of these colonizing nations who have built their wealth based on African resource. So if I can't possibly do any worse than what they have done and I can say 50-50, we'll invest, we'll make those mines safe, we'll mm-hmm. make those mines profitable, we'll take care of those families, we'll provide health care mm-hmm. from the diaspora, from right. the UK. U.S., we combine and we go meet those people where they are. Ah, right Break on. bread as brothers. And guess what? One by one, we can shut off the flow of copper going out of Zambia to China, then being uh, refined and sold to Australia to string her out. We can mm. diminish the uh, or shut off the flow of gold coming out of Ghana, of wood coming out of Africa, of Every resource, one by one by one, we can shut off the flow of control. And guess what? This is a bloodless coup. Yes. See, because you yes. shut off the copper. <laughs> yes. Then China's got to come back to the table. And when they come back to the table, they're going to see somebody whole different. They're mm-hmm. going to see a unified African. You understand? Yes, that's right. It's not going to be the same, the same table that it was before. I ain't got to threaten you or beat my chest. All I got to do is be fair with my brothers and sisters on the continent, and I can gain total control over all resources, and now we renegotiate everything. 
That's, it's a whole brave new world. Russia, be quiet. You got here. no power without us. That's right. Uh, China, they got no power without us. U.S., U.K., Portugal, France, Britain, all the rest of them. We shut off the forces of resources, and we sit back down at the table and renegotiate from a place of equality. And that's mm-hmm. the only way it can happen. It is, on, it is. It is the only way it can happen. But because the idea of African unification is so deep and so powerful, I played this piece by this Caucasian, uh, this Urugu, Howard Nichols. I'm not sure who he's, I know he's talking to, it's like a TED talk or a conference that he's at, and he's talking to, I'm quite sure, a a, a big room full of Caucasians saying, point blank, in in a very arrogant way, Africa must remain poor. Africa must not be able to um, engage in development. They must not produce anything. We need Africa's resources for little or no cost at all. So we right. can maintain. Now, no, I mean, you know, we say these things, but no, they say these things too. It, it, it ain't hard for you to get this information. I, I got a piece. I mean, I've, I've I've said this and I've played this on this program a number of times that this Caucasian is saying this: that Africa must remain poor. Right. Africa must right. be manipulated and undermined, and it's right. happening. You know, it's. And it's just as simple as what was just described. That man will go in with a glass of water, mm. not give them the infrastructure to mm-hmm. produce or filter their own water, not give them the facility to be able to have water when they leave. They'll give them a glass of water. So for us, it is irresponsible to have the full lens of history to see these things have happened. And stand in 2020 and not develop an attack vector as it relates to how to solve this problem, it has been illustrated. There is a single attack vector. Those people, and and again, this is 100% of the ledge model, right? This is why in Sierra Leone, I'm very pleased to see, and you, you can see on my Facebook page and pretty much everywhere on social media, the progress every single day where our floors and our tiles are going down and the walls are going up. And this is an effort that we began to build a hospital in Sierra Leone. We have taken no loans, we have no debt, and we do not have to answer to any man, UN, US, you, none of you. We don't have to answer to any of them. We pay our own doctors, we pay our own nurses, and we deploy that. Now, the logic... Right. This is not a profitable endeavor. We did not build a hospital to make money. Right. We built a hospital to serve 50,000 black people that have never had any health care before in their existence. Right. To build and, and stabilize this community. So what does this do? What this does is it produces a reputation. So. How do we, I earlier I said you go to that diamond mine owner directly, right? right? So right. when you go to that diamond mine, when I go to do business with any people anywhere on the planet Earth, the very first thing I do, they come with their business plans, they come with their numbers, they come with their lawyers, they come with all of their, all of their information, and I sit down at the table and the very first thing I say is, is your family well fed? Is your family eating and is your family healthy? The very first thing, the very first order of business is to do something for those people, right? So if they need a mosque, then we build a mosque. 
If they need a hospital, then we build a hospital. Mm-hmm. If they need a school, then we build a school. We'll pool our pennies together and we'll put what we need. And now let's have a conversation. Now let's renegotiate. See, the problem is that we are only known to the rest of the world by way of the mouth of the oppressor. They only know us from what they have seen about us, the right. media that is shown, the news that is shown. So the Chinese man doesn't have any real idea who you are. The, the Hawaiian doesn't really know who you are. The African doesn't really know who you are, right? And what happens is we get an attitude and we say, hey, you're not respecting us, but how could they? The only thing that they're seeing is from your enemy's lips. So it is incumbent upon us to get out of our chair and go show the world who we are. We the ones that gave the attributes that have brought us to this place. We the ones that showed resiliency in the darkest chapters in human history and incomprehensible woe. We the ones, right? Mm-hmm. That's right. So why would we sit back and allow a tale to be told about who we are versus get up and go sit down with that man? Right. So again, the ledge model. The ledge model says we go into any country. I don't care where it is. I, you know, I go. That's right. <laughs> we going in any country, and guess what? I'm going to sit down with the leaders in every community, and the first thing I'm going to ask is, "What y'all need, man? What do y'all need?" And once you see, it's a very interesting thing. The the things that the colonizer has done could have been done in a connected and righteous spirit, and it could have yielded great fruit. So what they did was they tied us to their success or failure, but their direction is a poisonous direction. Mm -hmm. What I suggest is we tie our brothers and sisters all over the world to the success or failure of an endeavor. So if I start up a business somewhere, I'm not giving Africans a job, I'm giving them a share. They own a share in this business. Their name is listed on the corporate paperwork for this business. So we're going to eat together or right. we're not going to eat right. together. This will succeed or mm-hmm. it will not. But we're going to keep pushing, right? Right. And this is the answer. You can take and duplicate this all over the planet Earth. What is the it's the, it's the unconscionable and ridiculous idea that you can be fair. <laughs> that instead of looking to turn a profit and be bigger than everybody else, that we can all recognize that every plate must have some food on it and we can be fair. And if we can do that, if we can do that, we can instantly shut off the forces of resources to any people on this planet Earth and force renegotiation right on, on equal ground. Right on. Yes. Yes. You know, because like I said, you know, when I seeing that Caucasian Howard Nicholas saying what he's saying and I mean I'm I'm angered you know but that's the reality he's just stating what has been happening for hundreds of years that's you right. know that they want to continue what has been happening for hundreds of years more and and, right. and the only one that can stop that is us and it's the us. only way that to stop that is our coming together put aside petty differences the fact right. that, I mean respect the fact that the Within our people, there's, there, there's, there's different little parts of our culture that are different. That's respected. Yeah. But what must be yeah. understood is that the number one thing is we're all African. We're all That's African. Right. 
So put aside the religious bullshit, all the other things. Put Kick all that stuff to the curb. We're coming together on the idea that we are an African people and we're going to band together and then be a part of the uh, uh, be a part of the world mm-hmm. at the table, That's right. not as beggars, but as mm. players. That's right. You know. That's right. We dictating terms now, yeah. right? Because the United States of America could have never become a superpower without African resources. Britain could have never become a, a superpower. Portugal could not be here if it was not for seven hundred tons of gold yeah. that they took straight out of Africa. France could not be a superpower if they did not have the African resources. So now we must responsibly recognize what it is that each of us as Africans bring to the table. What do we bring to the table? We're in America. We ain't got no resources. All we got is their capital. Right. And that capital is doing nothing. Right. I mean, they, they got this Bank of America scam that came out where they're looking to give Africans uh, zero down mortgages. And zero, right, zero down mortgages, no closing costs. It's just a, a banner year. Everybody gets a house. But what's the, what is the logic? What's the downstream impact of that? It's an interest rate that will crush those people. And 10 years from now, each and every one of those people will lose that house, and now they're $400,000 in debt. Mm. What America is doing is mm. they're putting in place various incentives to continue your subjugation yes. the subjugation and servitude attractive to you would you like comfort or would you like freedom but if you do not have freedom you will not enjoy either of those right. because you are subjugated so there is only one way to solve this problem we have to take a true inventory of who we are and what we bring what do we bring to africa we bring the experience of everything that Yorugu has done and put into place over the last 500 years. Mm-hmm. We further come from a strong economy. Now, what this means is you bring that little blue passport that you got anywhere in the world and all they see is a dollar sign, right? Mm-hmm. All they see is a visa. All they see is a way out of their condition. But that's not the way out that I've brought, right? You're not going to look at me like a pocketbook. So, again, it's not about charity. It's not about giving a man a job. It's about giving a man a share and then replicating that and giving the man next door a share so he don't get jealous and giving them <laughs> the next door man a share yeah, and yeah. building these businesses so that we begin to stabilize communities in intelligent ways. And, and again, we have the ability to completely sidestep corrupt governments. Nigeria is the number two producer of tomatoes in Africa, and they're the number one importer of tomato paste. This is because of toxic <laughs> deals, right? I'm sorry to laugh, but that's ridiculous, isn't deal. it? Yes, it's ridiculous. <laughs> so how do you solve that? What's happening is the people are buying this tomato paste that's coming in from Mexico or from wherever this toxic deal has been hatched. Mm-hmm. So how do you solve that? You put factories within those communities and you put those factories not in your name like Colonizer Dark, but you partner with the people right. so that is their factory. Right. That way, you ain't got to worry about theft. You ain't got to worry about security. Mm-hmm. You ain't got to worry about any of those different things because that factory belongs to those people. Right. And a- as those people begin to produce, produce their own tomato paste, 
in this community, in that community, they will stop buying what's coming in from another country and you will have slowly taken control over that single market. And this is how you do it. You replicate it country after country, community after community, and we build it for ourselves. Again, Baba Clark, he said, if we don't fabricate or make our own underwear, then we should not be wearing them. That's right. I mean, you know, when you are like, when I've been to Ghana many times and, and I'm uh, in, in the last couple of times I've been, of course, the effect of what China has done has become very real. You know, the China mm-hmm. Mall, the, the highways, uh, Moli Park, uh, building that road from Tamale, that highway from Tamale to Moli Park, and then even building a separate uh, lodging place with a separate road at Moli Park for them. You know, mm-hmm. higher up on the hill for them. You know, yep, and and and, and so. You look at that and and you think like, damn, they've done all of this and they imported all of these things. We don't produce nothing. When you see our brothers and young brothers and sisters on the streets with the, all the all those products on their heads, all of it mm-hmm. coming from China. When I sat yep. my second time there, when I sat at a cocoa farm, I can't remember exactly where I was, but I sat there at that cocoa farm. I just realized how all of this raw material extracted out of here going to Europe. Cadbury's, you know, Nestle's, uh, Hershey's, all of this, all these chocolate, so-called chocolate goddamn tears, you know, but yet it is here. You know, the the non-production is very unfortunate for us, very unfortunate, you know, and that everything is produced elsewhere and it comes back to us. It's just like um, uh, uh, a brother used to be a firefighter in New York, a uh, brother, uh, Nana Kofu, who's at One Africa. I know you've been to One Africa. Um, um, yes, indeed. Yeah, yeah. Our, our good sister Amakus. Our good sister Amakus. So one night uh, before he, uh, you know, before he passed, of course, you know, he was hit by a trotro. And, and unfortunately, the um, in Accra, they just don't have the medical you know that they, that they should have and could have, and so he he succumbed to his injuries. And uh, but before that, we were out at night and looking on the horizon. I, I see this these lights and so forth. I said, "Hey, Baba, what's that?" He said, oh, "It's a it's a fishing vessel. Is it Ghanaian? Oh no, it's Japanese. It's Japanese. Right. You know, because the Japanese they have fished around their islands. They don't have no more." So, right. they, so they cut a deal with, with, with Ghana to fish there, take all the stuff, mm-hmm. and everything is done on that ship. The whole processing of packaging and freezing and everything. And they sell the rest of the sh- of fish back to Ghana. You know? Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm, I'm saying to us, we got to come together for, for these things to stop and no more. And for us who have the ability such as you and what you have done, we need to come together and go there and make this happen. The only place on this planet that we as African people can stake a claim without anybody's or asking anybody's approval or anything is on the continent of Africa. That's right. It's the only place. That's right. Because otherwise we got to deal with these cracks. We, we don't have to deal with nobody but the brothers and sisters that are there. And we come there with sincere hearts. We come there with, 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 with 
creative minds, we come there with the, with the willingness to work together, it will yes. happen. Yes. And let me tell you something. There's a, there's a selfish pleasure that I get to have, and I want to infect every single one of mine with. And that selfish pleasure is in opening up a hospital and then going to that place and letting the people see who it was that did that, that you are among that group of people that did that. And to see their gratitude, see, they didn't think that they could get a hospital. Right. And we didn't think that we could ever build a hospital. Can we build a hospital in America and control that for ourselves? Absolutely not. But the things that you can do in Africa, it's a blank slate. Yes. The things that you can do, you could never do here in America. We got tow trucks. In, in in America, if you wanted to own a tow truck, first of all, that needs to be registered with your local police, right? And it needs to be approved by them. You need to have a garage and a business front. You also need to have a million dollars insurance. And that doesn't even begin to talk about the cost of buying a tow truck, right? <laughs> all of yeah. these things have to be in place. I wanted a tow truck in Zambia for a community that never had a tow truck. It was as, as simple as sourcing it, buying it, and putting it into production. Done. We own tow trucks now. We are able to do things that we always thought it was somebody that was much smarter, much greater, much richer, or much whiter than us. Mm-hmm. And we should leave it to them. But right. guess what? We can do it ourselves. We've got first black commercial pilots here. We've got... Every single area of a nation-building effort represented right here. And they're selling themselves short for a dollar. But guess what? And again, that dollar is a, a contract. It's an exchange. It is to say, I'll give you this much for your life, for your dreams, for your goals for your wishes and ambitions and your pride and your manhood. I'll give you this much. It's to put a dollar value. We, I've, as of late, heard much talk about what they call high-value men, right? High-value men. Well, we have to ask, where does value get assigned? What value system are you using to define what equals high-value? Well, the Mm -hmm. only value system that we could possibly use, if we say high value, would be that which came from the slave auction block, because that is what set worth. That is what set value, your utility to the society that you live in. So your value is 100% predicated on how well you serve white supremacy Mm. in this society. Mm -hmm. It is better to be high-functioning than it is to be high value. value yes. Because high functioning means that in any scenario, you're going to be able to exist. You're going to be able to do it for yourself, right? And that is the true value. So again, we have an awful lot to offer Africa. Are we a silver bullet? No, 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 no. We're not a silver bullet. And, and the work that will be required is going to demand much of us all. However, we have the ingredients. We can do it. Furthermore, if we don't, then it will not be done. If we don't, if my brothers and sisters that are in these strong economies, strong economies now, if we don't do it, let's 
Understand. Why does China want to relocate 300 million Chinese into Africa? I'll tell you why. Because China has disrespected their women for thousands of years. Mm. And as a result of that, they don't have enough women for their men. The average man in China will never marry a Chinese woman because Mm -hmm. they are not enough. When you talk about stealing somebody's wife here in America, it might involve some flowers, some candy, a couple dates, right? (laughs) In China, it involves a van, duct tape, and a a pillowcase, right? It's a very different (laughs) thing. They don't have any women. So in order to extend their line, just like the British hierarchy and royalty, just like they have always done, in order to extend their existence, they need a stronger genetic code. So when you see them talking about moving 300 million, it's because they will die if they don't. When Mm -hmm. India, when you see India moving, Mm -hmm. it is because they have disrespected women for so long that they do not have enough women for the men. They Mm. can't continue their population if they don't do something. Mm -hmm. This is what's really happening. The entire construct was based on a fear of genetic annihilation. It's not just white genetic annihilation because each and every degraded step or mutation from the original gene is not a complete gene. It has not the solvency to be able to maintain or propagate itself. It can't. In time, it will die out. It's a mathematic circuit. We are the complete being. We're the prototype, the progenitor, the old spark, mm-hmm. right? That's us. That's us. So we are the complete being. We're the ones that will be here. As it was in the beginning, it shall be in the end. We'll still be here. What That's we're right. watching is the desperate attempt for these people to survive. But the thing is, we don't owe that to anybody outside of ourselves. No. That is no. on them. If they ain't survive, That's they, our thing is we must survive. And and, and right. we must get these leeches off our ass. That's right. You know, we must survive with all the things that are within us and all the things that are at our disposal. We must survive. Yes. We must control that. You know. Yes. Sir. But listen, yes. I'm going to take a break and uh, come back from that break, and I'm going to open the phone lines up. There are a lot of brothers and sisters waiting to talk to you, brother Peter Brown. You know, with the ledge movement, man. We really thank you. I really thank you for for. Uh, coming on again man and I know that uh, we'll continue to do this because it's an awakening for our people you know yes yes it is brothers and sisters we're going to take a break and come back from the break we'll uh, continue the conversation with brother Peter Brown of the ledge group and uh, I want um, yeah I think I'll do this let me read this right quick Um, Ramsey Lewis passed and out of Chicago, Ramsey Lewis, and a brother posted something I think is pretty relevant. Uh, Ramsey Lewis, who died peacefully in his sleep at age 87, he once said, everything comes from one thing. Everything comes from the spirit. Jazz would not exist had it not been for gospel music. The blues would not exist had it not been for the spiritual blues, which goes back to our captivity. Our forefathers were singing while they were out in the fields. So so it's all one continuous growth from one group of people. Of course, jazz now is played by various cultures and colors of people around the world. But 
The stimulus is one voice. Ramsey Lewis was born in Chicago, May 27, 1935. Growing up in the Cabrini Green Housing Project, he began taking piano lessons at age four and played piano at the church. Among his many honors were five honorary doctorate degrees, an ACP Image Award, Outstanding Jazz Artist, the In Crowd single was inducted into the Grammy Hall of Fame as a song. I'm going to play that. And his personal memorabilia resides at the Smithsonian's Institute. Lewis received a 2007 National Endowment of, of the Arts Jazz Master Award. Our deepest condolences. Our deepest condolences to his family, yeah. immediate family, and all of us who are fans. And So we're going to play The In Crowd. That's a dynamic piece, isn't it? In fact, one of the pieces I used to play was, of course, uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire, you know, Sun Goddess with Ramsey Lewis and Earth, Wind, and Fire, just a dynamic piece coming out of the 80s. My goodness. Yes, sir. So, brothers and sisters, Ramsey Lewis. You are listening to African Perspectives with host Brother Oshie on Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network for podcasting or live program scheduling, hit them up at timeforanawakening at gmail.com.
You are listening to Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasts or live programming, hit them up at timeforanawakening.com. Welcome back, brothers and sisters. Once again, you're listening to African Perspectives here on the Motherland Media Network on timeforanawakening.com and blacktalkradionetwork.com. Today's guest is Brother Peter Brown of the Ledge Group, Land for the Environmental Development for Group Economics and all the things that uh, the Ledge Group is about and what it does. That's like I said, they have 12 projects going on in six different countries. You know, they employ a good number of our people, uh, 172 employees globally, and over 260 members. Uh, uh, brother, if you become a member of the Ledge Group, can you still buy land in Tanzania at $250 an acre? Yes, you can. And, and that's really what the benefit of membership is. What does, you know, it's a really good question. What does membership give someone, right? Membership to the Ledge Group, because it's not a business like any other business in the world, right? Mm-hmm. Um, right. It's most similar to a club, right? Like <laughs> white folk in America have the Franco-American club. They got mm-hmm. the Portuguese club. They got the Italian club. And that spins into a credit union where they look out and do for themselves. The Ledge Group is a club very much like that. So what is the benefit associated with membership? The benefit is that you don't never have to walk anywhere on the continent or in the world alone. There is a reputation that precedes you. So you simply can go to any country. Uh, Our members can land in any airport anywhere in Africa, and we will have someone there to pick them up and have everything that they need. Any other person going to Africa, of any color, I don't care what color you are, any person going to Africa, when they see you and you are, you've got a blue passport or you came from a different country, you're going to be charged three times the amount on every bottle of water that you buy, mm. every piece of lumber that you purchase, every single thing that you do within that country is going to cost you more. Why? Because our people are focused on daily bread. And this is true in every country, everywhere. We got to figure out how to eat today, right now. So when they see you, you a come up, right? You're not, you're Mm. not their brother necessarily. You're a come up. They might not ever see you again, so they need to get whatever they can get from you right here and right now. Mm. There's not one country in Africa where I will go buy a bottle of water. My teams will do so. I will never pay three times the amount, and neither will any ledge member. You will not be gouged on the purchase of land. You will not be gouged on the supplies and the building because our teams in each and every country that we've partnered with have a vested interest in your success. We're tied to the success and failure of each other. So I can. this is the one thing that the ledge group has over just about every other endeavor, right? We are not going to pay the same kind of costs that anyone else. We're not going to run into the challenges that mm-hmm. 100% of us will if we go to Africa. So it was just a, a logical and intelligent model. How do you do this? How do you bridge the very real and fabricated challenges that have kept us apart over centuries of time? How do you bridge that? You bridge that by doing good work. Right. You show right. your heart. Show who you are, man. Right. So when I go in and build a mosque, if I go in and build a mosque, a mosque, depending on what country it is, it might cost me $15,000 to build that mosque. 
But guess what it gave us? It gave us a name. Everybody in that country knows who you are right. and what you stand for. So when you go to build your house, they will be honored to have you. So we built a hospital, and I'm still, I just got numbers yesterday. You know what I mean? I'm going to tell you something. When, when each of these projects and each of these things began, I didn't have the foggiest little bit of an idea how we were going to do it. You know, I had no mm-hmm. idea. But when, I, when it was presented to me, I said, then what we're going to do is we're going to build a hospital. And everybody said, what? We're going to do, we're going to, we're going to do what? I said, that's right. We're going to build a hospital. You got the money? No, I ain't got the money. <laughs> <laughs> but we're going to build this hospital. Right. And we you spoke it into existence. Hospital. The ancestors, the spirit, you spoke it into existence. That's exactly yes. right. It's energy. It was given energy. Mm-hmm. I'm a man of my word. And mm-hmm. because of that, that word carries weight when I put it into the ethos. And I said, we're going to build a hospital. Guess what? You know, and we attribute things to the wrong people. So I'm going to use a a, a wrong uh, scenario and, and give credit where credit is not necessarily due. But once upon a time, flight was impossible until one of the Wright brothers said, I'm going to fly. And at that point, it became inevitable. Mm-hmm. Right. It became inevitable that it would happen. So, again, I didn't know how we were going to build a hospital, but we did. And guess what happened? When any ledge member goes to Sierra Leone, we've also in Sierra Leone provided zero uh, interest loans to the women in Sierra Leone to start their businesses and to um, become self-sufficient. Right. We've built a uh, metal works and a welding business where we're fabricating our own tools. We've got a vocational institute, the Kukula uh, Vocational Institute, where we're teaching young ladies various skills to be able to survive in the world. We've built a hospital. We have so many different projects. So what happens is if any member of the Ledge Group should ever find themselves in Sierra Leone, all you got to do is scream it out mm-hmm. because everybody knows who you are. Everybody knows what you represent. And that is one of the, is the primary benefits of being a member of the Let's Group. You want land? We get you land. That ain't no problem. And we're going to get it at prices that everybody else can't get it at. Right. right? So membership has its privileges. Things. Membership yes. has its privileges, man. That's that's a great thing. Everybody, I'm going to become a member of the Let's Group because I want to be in Africa. I want to buy land yes. in Africa, in Tanzania, in Ghana, in Nigeria, in, Nike, in Kenya, wherever. I want to do that. But I want yes. us to do that. All of us should become members of the Ledge Group because that's what would make us strong and begin yeah. to put money and into various projects, you know. Yeah, and it gives us safety. Let me tell you, when I go into Kenya, <laughs> when I go into Kenya, and, and I have never approached any government official in any country. Mm-hmm. When, I go into country when I go into Kenya and in in one of the counties, the Minister of Agriculture calls me and tells me he cleared his schedule because he wants to sit down with me. I'm not engaging them. They're engaging me. I'm gonna, we're going to shame the governments of the world into mm-hmm. doing things that they look. Elon Musk ain't never built no hospital, right? Oprah Winfrey, she built a library. She put a hundred books in that library and she walked away. She ain't never built no hospital, right? Uh, Jay Z ain't never built no hospital. He dug a well. I commend my people for these efforts. But what Not I'm all. saying is, if one random dude in Boston, Massachusetts, can begin a model that allows us to open hospitals. Who else in the world has done that for the people? 
That's love, mm-hmm. right? And if we can show that love to the people there, believe me, those people will show that love back to you. And this is how we solve it, through basic ba- – it's not over our heads, it's under our feet. Mm-hmm. It's through basic humanity. And we go in and we solve problems. And if we solve problems for those people, they're going to solve problems for us. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It's reciprocal. It's reciprocal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I have a lot of people in the queue. If you want to talk with Brother Peter Brown of the Ledge Group, Land for the Environmental Development for Group Economics, hit star twice or give us a call at 215-490-9832. 215-490-9832-404-404. Good afternoon. Hey, Yuhuru. Yuhuru. Hey, hey, my brother. Hey, hey. Yes, sir. Oh, I sent you uh, uh, uh some info about how they could trap your eye mind. But my brother. Okay. All right, that sounds good. I want to join. Send me the information. My thing is, is there any way, I'm going to say we, because I'm, I'm just by talking and listening, I'm part of it already, even though I ain't signed up. But can we uh, invest in a in our riches? Say, for instance, we get a diamond, a gold, a cocoa mine, or something, man. Well, the members over here could just, just start, everybody make money, man. You revolutionary because that's that's exactly yes, what we need to do. So in my yes, executive sir. director, Suleiman, in Sierra Leone, the people and the community have come to know, the country has come to know that body of work that we have done there. And chiefs mm-hmm. have approached him and brought mm-hmm. to him bags of gold and bags of raw diamonds and said, This is for you yes, for what you have already done. And you have the right and free access to our lands, and you can mine whatever gold or diamonds you would like for free. It is yours. So absolutely. And the true goal of the Ledge Group is that reciprocal relationship. Because let me tell you, if we can put raw diamonds in the hands of our brothers and sisters here in America or the hands of our brothers and sisters in the U.K., do you think y'all can do something with that? If we can put the gold into the hands of our own people here in America. You think you could do something with that? Now, if that's the case, how about I turn to you and I give you access to the gold and I say to you, okay, so from the profits, you need to split 50-50 with the mine owner. You have more than what you had yesterday. So there's no problem splitting 50-50. And guess what? That man's family will eat. Your family will eat. And we are raised as a people all over the planet. That's exactly what we're supposed to do. Yes, sir. So if I if I sign up and say, here go my uh, whatever amount, then I could get a return on my investment, like a dividend, like every three months or something. Y'all put the money. I make money. We make money. We all make money. See what I'm talking about? I'm going make gold. What you'll have to do, I don't, I don't, I don't uh, duck or or hide anything. What you would have to do, because I again, this opportunity has been presented, but we are in so many different places. I haven't picked up. I haven't done anything with the mining. So what we would do, if you became a member, is we would match you with a partner in Sierra Leone. We would open mm-hmm. up a business in your name and in their name, and at that point, you would launch a business in mining. Now. You probably don't have the funds necessary to build out an entire mining operation, right? And none of us do, just like I didn't have the funds to build a hospital by myself. But what we can do is we now have about 350 members. 
what we can do is, again, this is now your mining company under the ledge. Yes, sir. And what we'll do is you build out your business plan. I'm here. The entire team is here. We've got international lawyers on the team. And we will work a business plan that makes sense, that has a return for the members, right, over time. So we build out a solvent plan and then turn to the members, 350 people, and say, okay, this is what the plan is. This is how much it would cost for each of us to put in and uh, finance this plan. And this is what you will get returned. The members will agree or not. They will finance that project. And now we're in the gold business, man. Yes, sir. That's how I do it. That's welfare, y'all. That's welfare. Business is welfare. That's how you fight yeah. these fuckers, man. Anyway, OG, right. give me the information. That's what I'm talking about, man. Okay, That's well, you can, well you can go to the Take website, the Ledge Group, ledgegroup.com, the ledgegroup.com. Okay. And the information. So I, that's I can T-H-E-L-E-D-G-E-Group.com. Group. Yep, dot com. The Ledge Group. Land for the environment. But there's no action item out there. And on the Ledge Group website, there's no action. You'll, if you go there, you're going to see you can't buy nothing. You can't sign up. You can't do any of that because that's just a, a, a placeholder to let people know who we are and mm-hmm. what we are doing. We don't want to give too much mm-hmm. to you, right? So what that's, you want right. to do is you want to email me, right? And my email address is tbrown, that's T is in Peter, tbrown mm-hmm. at theledgegroup.com. Okay. All right. And I'll send you all of the things you need to join. All this information is on there. The reason why hold on. The reason why I pointed you the the reason why I pointed you to the to the website because it is that information is there. The tell his telephone number as well as his email address if you go to the bottom to contact us at corporate locations, Ledge Group LLC, twenty nine oh five Lake East Drive, Suite one fifty in Las Vegas. Nevada eight nine one one seven, but more importantly, the phone number seven eight nine seven eight three nine one nine seven zero two. And Peter Brown, P, get this, brother West, P yes, Brown, P Brown at theledgegroup.com. Peter Brown. Okay, I think you sent it to me before. Okay, but, uh, hey, that's what I'm talking I'm about. I'm sending it to you again, just Locking, to make sure you got it. Oh yeah! Yes, sir. This is spirit. This is definitely the spirit of Marcus Garvey, brother. This is definitely. Yes, sir. Okay. Ain't talking about it. Be about it. Do what the leaders did, not what they said, man. Yeah. Peace and I know y'all. Let somebody else talk, man. All right, brother. Right on, brother West. I'm me, brother. Peace. Yes, sir. Yeah. Be about it. Be about it. That's right. All right. That's right. Any other callers out there? Hit star twice. Get in or dial 215-490-9832. 215-490-9832. You know. Um, have you had any, any dealings at all with North Africa? So North Africa, I visited when I was, oh, goodness, 18 years old. I visited Morocco. I was in Spain for a time. Okay. And I got there, and my... My hindsight doesn't even call that Africa. Yeah, right. right. Because of the Arab invasion. Right. Uh, when you look at Tunisia, you look at um, Egypt, man, it'll piss you off to pay these people to go see your stuff. Right. <laughs> yeah, so, and, and then they claim um, they claim our stuff as they, as if it's their own. I remember when I yeah. went to Kemet, and, and one of our tours, when we were down in Aswan, you know, we had, me and him had a conversation. He said, you know, you're right. This is not ours. 
you know. Mm -hmm. But we're here, and we've been here for hundreds of years, you know. Yeah. We're not the Egyptians. We're not the Kemetic. No, you are Egyptian, <laughs> but you're not yeah, the Kemites, you know. Right. And and you didn't do this, right. but but you know you have benefited tremendously, you know. Oh yeah. Because they of what we occupied have done. it for a long time. Yes, you know. And I'm not going to forget them there. So when you say, do I have, uh, do I have an eye on, on uh, Northern Africa? I do. The only way, again, all power to the people, the only way that we can take North Africa back is to have East Africa, West Africa, Central Africa, South Africa united. Right. And we have taken back the resource. It is at that time we march anywhere on the planet Earth. You know, yeah. the Greeks. <laughs> yeah, I agree. We, we, they, uh, they went in, and the reason that the world today only uses 10% of their brain capacity is because when the Greeks went into Egypt, they only took the time to learn 10% of the wisdom that was there, <laughs> mm. right? Mm -hmm. So they tried to replicate the, the majesty of the armies that were found in Kemet. Because mm -hmm. this was the baddest dynasty that had ever existed. And they tried to replicate it, and they went into mad deviation. But what most must naturally happen is that once we return to our rightful place, it, it's not even a competition. Right. It's not even – this is why in uh, Nigeria we've got an MMA gym. So the spirit and the energy that that, that brother just brought – is exactly the spirit and the energy that we need in the group. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter what you want to do. Anything that any African in the diaspora wants to do, we've got a partnership that we can produce on that continent. We will vet that person. We'll create legal recourse by opening a business in that country. We'll place your name, your children's name, whoever you choose, in partnership with that countryman, and we'll do anything you want. There is nothing that we cannot do. Right. And I got to inspire mine to understand that. Mm -hmm. What can't you do? See, and it's all there for us. The only thing, right. do we have the will? Do we have the I emphasize that a lot, you know, because, you know, just like Marcus Garvey said, up, you mighty people, you can accomplish what you will. Yes. Do we have the will? But yeah. because we're not in our right minds. So that so so the mind must be right, because if the mind is right, the will will be there. That's because right. You know it. That's right. You know what you got to do, and you will do it. You know. That's right. And so I, I, I one I, of my favorite. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Broke up. Well, one of my favorite movies mm -hmm. was The Golden Child with Eddie Murphy. Uh -huh. Yeah. And in The Golden Child, they had that child surrounded. 360 degrees with evil right mm -hmm. with evil and that encapsulated and kept that child's power from being recognized well we're the golden child mm. and they have yes. fed us hydrated us mm -hmm. taught us inculcated mm -hmm. us and had us in a suspended around amid 360 degrees of poisonous stimulus. So I understand it's so very hard for mm -hmm. us to, to, to look back inside and say, you know what, you are great. But let me tell you, African, all over the planet Earth, yes, you are. Everything that you see artificially that looks, you see, you have the facade in Europe, 
of it being clean and, and mm-hmm. fair. There's a facade in France. There's a facade in the United States of America. These are all facades. They're all acting like. But who they're acting like is you. It's mm-hmm. originally in you. Everything that you see, every machinery, John Deere tractors weren't made by the man that was telling somebody to work. It was made by the people that were doing the work that needed to find an easier way to do it. Exactly. Right? I say. That's like I so said. Everything that's everything like a, we see yeah. comes from us. Mm-hmm. So I'm saying I believe in us. I believe in you. All you got to do is believe in yourself because as soon as you do, you know, it is better to spend one day on your feet than live a thousand years on your knees. That's right. That's right. And and we have been on our knees too damn long. You know, we've been doing what we've been doing too damn long and we continue to pray that theologies that have been in, uh, that uh, that we've been given all the things that been to our detriment because it has messed up our minds it has, just, it has diverted our attention away from where it should be on self-reliance on independence and liberation and sovereignty you know now we're just hoping and praying you know and, yeah. and it's talking about an afterlife no it's right here right now this right. life Right you know, it's right here, right now. And, and but we've been trained not to really go forward, not to really understand it, you know? Yeah. And, and yeah. so that's over. It, it has to be over. It, and you know, one of the things right. that I think that is vitally important is the education that, that uh, our children are receiving. And of course, it's so flawed and inaccurate. And it's, and it's so detrimental because it continues to make our children, you know, into 21st century captives, you know? Yeah, and it's very sad, you know? I know and reflect. So I know my family's name going back to the 1600s, right? Wow. And I know that they had a very clear and present enemy, right? Their choices were not many. They were very few choices. You either deal with this or you get out by any means necessary. And so... We had that. When I was young, we had Malcolm X as a figure to look up to. We had Muhammad Ali. We had Huey P. Newton, Geronimo Didaga, right? Mm-hmm. We had many revolutionary, George and Bunchy, Jack, uh, yeah. Bunchy Carter and George Jackson, yeah. right? We had heroes to look up to. Who do they have today, right? I've seen it changing. I've seen it flipping when it went Flip Wilson, right? <laughs> I've seen <laughs> The, de- the demasculization. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. So who do they have to look up to? So I do not blame our youth today. A lot of mm. us will stand back and, and say they done lost their minds. Their pants is all down around. But wait a minute now. See, my father came back from World War II, and instead of them giving him a home loan for his service for this country, they gave him heroin for his mm. injury. Right? So my father was a junkie for 20 years after World War II. Right? And so what happens is we went from dysfunction to dysfunction to dysfunction because you had junkies that raised a series of junkies that came back from Vietnam strung out. And those junkies then raised some crackheads that happened in the 80s, right? Mm -hmm. And so, again, the youth are the product of dysfunction to dysfunction to dysfunction. I don't blame our youth for the condition because it is not their fault. No more than I blame my sisters who are who are caught in this game. No more than I blame my brothers. Mm-hmm. This is an issue 
of circumstance, not an issue of nature. You are not broken by nature, right? right? This is not your nature. It is circumstance that puts you in this condition. And once we can understand that, we can give each other a break, right? Once we can actually say to each other, I love you, right? Then, then we're not going to be able to turn a weapon on each other, right? right. We're not going right. to, and, and you are, you remember, we used to greet each other with brother and sister right. yep. all Most the definitely. Time. Most definitely. All the time. Give them a, give them a power there shake, no give them music. love. Yes. That's right. You know. You didn't hear any music where we referred to any of our women as a bitch or, a or any of ourselves as a nigga. Mm-hmm. Right? That didn't happen. The reason was because if I recognize you as my brother, then there's no way I can pull the trigger on my brother. If I recognize you as my sister, there is no way that I can exploit my sister. Right, right? And, de- and degrade her. So much I agree. It's, yeah. it's been lost a lot. But how do we get that back? We get it back through example, right? We get it back through example, through sacrifice, through discipline, and through continuation. I'm real proud to say the Let's Group is 12 years. 12 years it's been registered as an LLC. There ain't never been one lawsuit. That I have watched efforts and movements start and fail. Right. I have watched scams come into play. I have watched all of those different things happen. And the Ledge Group has remained consistently great. without those challenges. There is no scam. That's there right. is nobody, right, that has been taken by this. There is nobody that can say that man is not of his word. It can't be done. It can't be done. So I'm very proud to say, yeah, we're still here. We're still here. And that is the true measure of success. That's so, not to say that we didn't succeed everywhere, right? Just right. like the brother that just called in and said he wanted to do a gold mine. We have started a project that didn't work, right? There, there are things that didn't work, but the true But the effort was logic there. there. Yeah, the is, effort was uh, there. It was sincere. Yeah, it, that happened. Hurry up and fail. Yeah, but the, but, but the so bottom line, you're consistent. Again. You're still there. And so to me... Right brothers and sisters who are listening and tell others that if you want to be a part of something that is going to change the dynamics for African people moving forward from here, be a part of the ledge group, be a part of some, the hell with the NACP and the urban league and national hell with them. We don't want no simulation. We want an organization. We want an entity that is going to do something for African people. And, And it ain't about individuals. It ain't about, you know, getting yours. No, it is about us getting ours as a That's people right. and controlling what we have. That's right. So, That's right. you know, and be- I tell you what, I'll follow any man, anybody that has a plan that at the 100 percent execution of their plan, the end result is. And then we will never have to ask another man for something else. And then we will never be dependent upon another man. And then we will never be subservient. If you can deliver that, if that is the culmination of your plan, I'm 100% right behind you. Me too. But as long as we need to ask somebody for something, I'm not feeling that. You understand? As long as we've got to defer to somebody else for something that we could do for ourselves, I'm not feeling that. And see, we can pull our resources and put it into the ledge and work with other and bring up young people with bright minds who have a sincerity and a commitment to helping our people. It ain't about just like I read the NYA say sim talking about uh, 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 individuals being happy. I got to I got to be seen. You know, I got to be out front. 
you know, self-grandizement, you know. Yeah. No, we need somebody. Yeah. If you are happy to make it happen and you don't even get an acknowledgement, so what? It happened. So what? That's your acknowledgement. It happened. That's you know? Right. That's right. Yeah. That's you got me. to see it with your eyes. It's amazing the amount of progress that we can make if nobody cares who gets the credit. Right. Right. And that's what, I mean, see, I think the problem for us is, is that because of how long we have been in this situation, particularly here in America, but it's the Western world period because it's based on capitalism. It's based on individualism. You know, yeah. I always say that America is about individualism, materialism, greed, and violence. Mm-hmm. That's what we're in. Individualism, yep. materialism, greed and violence. And unfortunately, yep. us being in it the way we are, we we our mindset is the same way. You know? And yep. and, and, and for us, it, it's even deeper because we internalize that to, to the degree that we are willing to kill one another for material mm-hmm. stuff. We're willing, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Individualism, it, it, materialism, it, greed, and violence. It's sad. And, and the, the, the saddest part is that locked within my young brothers and sisters, locked within the rappers that are killing each other, locked within our people are the true keys that solve all of humans' problems. We're the answer. We are the answer. The, the African is the question that has not yet been formed. They don't know how to ask the right. question. But we're the answer right. to all of this. The attributes that are most pleasing to us. See, I know, right? I know everybody that's on this call. I know how you came up. I know that it was about love. I know that your family, that you were shocked when you stepped into this world and saw them lie on you. Mm-hmm. I know this, yeah. right? Because foreign to your nature, it is about nature. I expect the European to do 100% of what they have done mm-hmm. and what they continue to do. Right. I expect it. It right. is their nature, mm-hmm. right? Yes. It's the nature of a thing. But our nature is different. And if we step back and identify, when you was a child, you know, when we were little children, little boys, again, I'm speaking in absolute. When we got an opportunity to go out on Saturday, what was the first thing we did? We started to build a home. Mm. We started to build a fort. We started to build a vehicle. We didn't have any supervisors. We weren't getting any pay. Nobody was telling us to do it. And we didn't even have tools. But we would go collect material, get it together, begin to build our fort, our car, whatever it was that we were going to build. And we would even, if we couldn't complete it, hide the materials mm-hmm. so that we'd be able to come back to it later on. Right. Right. And and this yeah. was in our nature. This is that this is nature. The fact that I can say that and it is true for everybody listening, right? For every young man that's listening. This is true. So what that means is if we step back and get back into our nature, then there's nothing. It is I mean, again, it. Marcus Garvey right. said it. The power of black unity is greater than an atomic bomb. Mm-hmm. There is nothing that can withstand our momentum when we are appropriately minded and focused on the uh, on the primary goal. What's that primary goal? Again, I don't need you to believe like I do. Nobody 
in all of the years that people have heard me and seen me and known me, nobody even knows my beliefs. They don't know anything that I believe, right? <laughs> because my belief means nothing. The BS, that bullshit is yours, right? Right. What matters is the fact that you babies need to eat and my babies need to eat. So let's what work together to make that, that happen. Somebody else controls yep. our shelter. Let's make the let's work together to make that happen. Speaking of somebody working together, Mama Nabantu. Good afternoon. Yeah. Good afternoon. I've been enjoying this conversation. Um, I'll be calling Mr. Brown because I want to find out what it takes to become a member. Um, very interesting that you not have to deal with the government and that you're working with the people, and that's something that the Pan African Fellows Movement needs to know about as well, as well as our Black Sustainability Summit um, that's global. So, yeah, thank you so much for having him on your show today. Oh, well, right on, Mama Nabantu. Mama Nabantu is with the Pan-African Federalist Movement and all the good work that they're doing. There's a lot of good work out there. And, and I think the thing is, uh, uh, Brother Peter Brown, is that we must begin to green these entities together to find out yeah. how we can work together to strengthen each other so we can move this yeah. process. Because, you know, uh, time is of the essence. Yeah. Time is of the essence. And, and, and with all the things that are happening, I think for African people, we need to move in a direction for self-determination, liberation, sovereignty, and for African people. That's the direction that we need to move in. And that must be understood by all of us. And so given yeah. that, given that understanding, so, you know, there's no deviations. You know, this is, this is, this is a serious march. I ain't, I ain't mm -hmm. one for marching. But it's just metaphoric, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but we're marching yeah. towards sovereignty, and and that's and and, yeah. and and only place that we can be sovereign is on African land. It ain't, ain't happened here. I mean, I was a member of the Republic of New Africa, and I know people who are members of the Republic of New Africa, and who talk about reparations, and I believe in reparations, you know. I, and they still talk about the the land in the South, but also I know that we're in in the midst of an open sworn enemy. We're in the midst of an <laughs> evil entity. You know, I mean, yep. these mothers are evil. They're and, evil. Yeah. Even the conversation of reparations. Tell me, can the dollar have any value if white supremacy is not in power? Right. That's the problem. In order to get to the place where you get reparations, you must be Feed this system your energy, making you the strongest agent and proponent of white supremacy. Mm. No. That reparations can have no value unless white supremacy is in power. So you will inadvertently feed it your energy and keep it strong and make it solvent over your babies in the, in the name of a paycheck. Mm -hmm. That doesn't solve the problem. Right. The number one lesson that we needed to take from Black Wall Street was not the fact that we needed to have an army. It was the fact that we were surrounded by 300 million people who have practiced hating us. And it existed on the good graces of a people that have demonstrated that they have no good graces. <laughs> that was yeah. the problem yeah. with Black Wall Street. Mm -hmm. As long as dependency. So again, I'm going to restate it. People say that Urugu is the, is the enemy. I'm telling you, that dependency on Urugu is the enemy. Dependency. You mm -hmm. can't be mad at that man that's giving you water. You say thank you. Huh? 
See, but when you go into Africa, they know the benefit of water. They know how important it is to have water. If you go into DR, you go to any of the countries in the world, you will see that they know the direct relationship between life and those efforts that they put into place every day. They're focused on making sure they have water. Here, we're comfortable. It's like the refrigerator light. You mm-hmm. don't know whether or not it goes on or off when you close that door. <laughs> it's magic. Right? <laughs> Check this out. I want to, before I get to my good brother Jay out of New York, I just want to state that um, have good contact with Brother Moses West of the Moses West mm. Foundation and great work that he's doing. He's uh, He had a machine that was in Lansing that was sabotaged, you know, yeah. and, and he had some Caucasian who was working with and, and, and they put a, a, a restraining order for him to, to have that machine work, which is ridiculous. He's taking that machine and, and retooling it, and he's putting that machine in Jackson, Mississippi. You know, and it almost, almost, almost there as we speak, you know. And this brother, you know, with atmospheric water, uh, 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 that, that they can get moisture out of the air and, and developing that machine and produce water. And that's what need drinking water is necessary throughout this planet. It is a human right. It is something that is vitally important to human. You mentioned before, you can't go three or four days without water. Right. If you go three to four right. days, your ass is, now you've gone crazy. You ain't got right. water, you know. So you can go a week or months maybe without food. But water, no. Brother uh, Jay, good afternoon, 347, good afternoon. Hey, Brother Peter, how you doing, my man? All right, family, how are you doing? I'm doing good, brother. Hey, listen, there is no human rights in this world whenever this Google walking around on it. How, how could there be human rights? He dictates and controls basically everything, like Brother Peter said, because we allow him to. I mean, you know, if if, if, if the average black person heard Peter speak at the conference of, as I call, Negro Peens, they would basically laugh at him and call him a silly Negro. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And instead of listening to what he's saying, come together collectively, going back home, identifying a place that they could build and show their so-called Wakanda. You know what I mean? I mean, I mean, in all actuality, the things that that Peter talks about. This thing called the Negro, he ain't he ain't ready for it, man. He don't he don't he don't want sovereignty, liberation. He he don't want he don't want these things. So the well, point becomes well, you know, Jay. The reason why Jay, Peter, that's what you have to deal with. Hey, Jay, you know why? Because that requires work. Yep, that requires effort. That requires action. A lot of these folks mm-hmm. just want to sit on their ass, Putin and pontificating. And, and and begging for Caucasians to g- give them the handout or please, Master, let yeah, me but, do this but, or that. You know, you gotta, you got I gotta, I gotta hit you back a little bit on that. When you say it requires work and all of those things, what makes you think they ain't doing that for the white man when they go build up his um, corporation, when they go build up his business, in order to be in a position to look down on people like myself, yourself, and Peter, because we may not have the material things 
that they that they do. I mean, no, it's a little more deeper than that, man. It's it says I say it in the most simplistic of terms. Negroes are on remote control. Mm. That's all. They, I mean, it's they, just, they it's just and they're afraid. They're afraid to operate without a safety net. But let me tell you, the right. greatest reward is found where there is the greatest risk. You've got to be willing to operate without a safety net, and then you will come to know that you ain't never needed no safety net, and it ain't never been no safety. So those same <laughs> brothers, right, those same brothers that are trapped here in this dynamic, and they're, they are unable to see, I'd say that we must be able to use absolutely every single one of us. So even those brothers and sisters that don't want to go back to Africa, is there a benefit to our being able to negotiate so that all gold coming out of Africa goes to your hands in New York, goes to your hands in Philly, goes to your hands in Chicago, goes to your hands in California. Is there a benefit to us being the single source for gold? So you don't have to come to Africa. But what we can do, we would be fools to overlook the fact that every one of these colonizing countries have boosted themselves using African resources. So I don't have no, no problem sharing with my African brother. I have no problem building out my African brother's mining uh, operation so that it's more safe. I have no problem building that. And we can create that partnership and we can put that resource right here into the hands of our people so that they have a fighting chance and they have resource. Well, let me ask you this, Peter. With, with that analysis that you j just put forward, what what is your take on what's going on in um, Nigeria? In Nigeria, um, what what is it exactly that you speak of? Nigeria is very about, complex. I'm, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm talking about the the wealth that's um, been um, able to achieve by individuals. Are they yep. sharing the wealth with the people? Um, the country is growing, but is the country growing beneficial for the right. the, the poor people? It's just like South Africa. I mean, That's if right. you if you look at South Africa, a perfect example of South Africa is how the white man operates and works and do his thing and and put black people in a certain position but hold on to the strategic assets of the yeah. country. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. these are the yeah. things that, that that one has to take into consideration as Absolutely. you articulate what you're saying. Because, listen, man, with the struggles that went on in South Africa, for South Africa's indigenous poor people to still be in the plight of poverty that they in today with all that was fought for and all the death that was handed out, man, it's wrong. It's wrong. But, you know, um, we still look at Mandela as a hero. I don't think yeah. of him as a hero. I, I don't nah, have no yeah. I don't have no respect for him. I don't have no respect for him at all. Now, when I say that, the average black person look at me like I I, I just talked I just talked down on God or something like that. But I mean they don't really understand the history of what right. the man did and what was going on through the ANC, the PNC, right. and now I think there's a new group called the EFF that I just found out about. So I How'd mean you know, Peter, I don't know.
I don't know other than trying to, you know, support, you know, things you're trying to do and just be an observer of what's going on. I don't even know if, if, to be honest with you, if we in better shape in this country than we was 50 years ago on a, on a, on a whole as far as the black community go. I mean, there's a lot of us yeah. like yourself who have developed ideas and who are growing and things of that nature. But on the whole, I really think we, we worse off and it's about to get even even more worse because we are so dependent on this so-called electrical politics that we don't yeah. realize that the white folks are doing the number on us but that other ethnic groups are starting to do a, a number on I'll leave you with this. Yeah. I just read I just read yesterday, last night, where they have this um town, I think, somewhere in Ohio or, or, or someplace where it was all Chinese. And a black family went to go buy a house or a condominium or whatever from the community. Do you know the Chinese done discriminated against the black family and wouldn't sell sell the house to them, <laughs> and they got the money and everything? So now they gotta they gotta be sued. So now you in a situation to where you got Chinese discriminating against you one place, and Mexicans killing you in other places, and your black ass don't even get it. Yep. But you want to go yep. vote. <laughs> yep. You want to go vote to save to save your oppressor, so yeah. that he could use lube on you when he buck breaking. Yep. Yeah, I mean that's all the ball. That really all it would boils down to because he go buck break you, regardless. He just that's you right. just want him to use lube because you know the Republicans they go lose no lube on you. <laughs> I mean let's be honest about it. But ain't nothing yeah. gonna get better. <laughs> all right, Jay. Hey, well, you know what? Thank you, there's brother. A, a, all right, Jay. Keep a, brother. A natural solution that's coming into play. There's a natural solution that's coming into play. See, as long as you have capitalism, someone must lose, right? right? And right. that is what caused the people in Kenya, the, when the British moved out, a, a African aristocracy moved in. Mm-hmm. And it was just as bad as, as the, right. the European, right? Yeah. And in Nigeria, when a few people got enriched, they looked to uh, expand their enrichment at the cost of the people. Mm-hmm. So capitalism is a problem. It's but a guess problem. what? Guess what the sleeping giant is? Russia. Russia has just, and I'm telling you, and, and the, the true answer to your question is, we have limited time. There is a very finite amount of time where this U.S. dollar is still going to have value as it does. Mm-hmm. Because Russia, uh, BRICS, have you seen BRICS? BRICS, Russia, China, North Korea, South Korea, Japan, all of these people are tired of these capitalist pigs. Think back in your mind how how regularly you've heard them saying capitalist pigs, mm-hmm. right? And so there's a dynamic shift. And this winter, the EU is going to experience the coldest winter in her history because of dependence on Russian oil, right? right? And what they did with those people. 
So the EU is very soon to be back in the dark ages because of what she has done and what Russia is prepared to do. So while ours are very comfortable here and not paying attention to what's happening on a global stage, what happens, and, and you can answer this for yourself, what happens in your life when you become too comfortable? Hmm? Mm-hmm. When you become too comfortable, something gets shaken up to wake you up, right? And that's exactly what's about to happen right now, right? Throughout the world, those ripples are going to be felt. Mm-hmm. When Venezuela was having a problem, when Venezuela tied their retirement, their pensions, their everything to a cryptocurrency, and Donald Trump said it's illegal to buy that currency, Venezuela's money was in bundles in the streets, rolling over. They had nothing. They were in a very, very bad place. But Venezuela got oil, right? Right. So who stepped in? Who was it that stepped in and saved Venezuela? It was Russia. And who was behind Russia? China. And who was behind China? North and South Korea. And who was behind them? Japan, right? And India throwing missiles up just to let you know we in the game too, right? (laughs) So you have an entire cadre of these other groups that have been surrounding and encircling these colonizers and they own the debt that these right. colonizers China have. own China man big time absolutely yeah absolutely this is a stranglehold that they have on these countries mm-hmm. so very soon this is going to change mm-hmm. and we will be caught in it because again we're tied to the success or failure of the wrong damn man. This is going to change. I suggest we have the ability, just as you said, to rebuild everything. When I walk in Africa and I see see the cities are not shiny, it reminds me of when I grew up. When I see I can walk into into driveways, and, and again, it's not shiny, it's not built up. I see kind of the old west. I see a whole world that is waiting for us to build our own airports, our own hospitals, our own schools and universities. I see a blank slate waiting for us to do it. And I just can't imagine that mine do not have that pioneering spirit to want to be able to do those things. This is all nice, but I can't even go to the place where I used to hang out as a child because the police will come. Right. I can't go to that place. So we want to have a stake. We want to rep something. We want to own something. We want to make a mark on this earth, and I understand that. I suggest that we can make a permanent mark. See, we can. But the difference between America and other places in the world, the difference between these European countries and other places in the world, is that America owns the land. You buy as many houses as you want. America will always tax you, and the moment you cannot mm-hmm. pay your taxes, they will take that That's house. Right. Right. You will never. You own have no the sovereignty. Land. The land. Right. In other places, the people own the land. That's the difference. I can go buy land in Africa, and that land is mine for a million years. Mm -hmm. And they respect that, right? They respect that. That is yours. That will never change in any of these places in the world. So the question becomes, do you want comfort or do you want freedom? If you choose comfort, you will have neither comfort nor freedom. (laughs) Is that Frederick Douglass? Or is that Peter Brown? That's that's Peter Brown. (laughs) You have neither. I love it. Well, my brother, listen, man, we're up against that time, and um, I really appreciate it. And once again, uh, uh, you know, I'll be hooking. We'll be hooking up again sometimes very, very soon as as things develop. Um, I'm going to try to make sure this brother named Apollo, uh, who is um, Moses West, young brother who deals with a lot of the 
<clears throat> social media and so forth, get a, get in contact with you. So there can please be do. some some discussion about how, yes, how you know, what do. he's doing, what you're doing can be brought. Because it, it is a great work that all of you guys are doing. It's a great work that is necessary for our people. Because yes. if, if we don't have men and, and other women like you and that like-mindedness, we would be in a sorry state, a pathetic state. Yes. In fact, a dying state. And some could argue that we're damn yes. near there. But no, I see hope. I, even though I have this program and I talk about the things that I talk about, but believe me, I'm internally optimistic about our future. And that's yes. why I'm trying to put something on our minds. So you have the last word, dear brother. Go ahead. Oh, my brother. It is absolutely my honor to ever have audience with you and speak with you personally, but further to address my people on a larger platform. I don't look for, you know, if you look and see at the end of every one of my YouTube video, you hear me say, don't subscribe. I'm not looking for followers. I'm not looking for YouTube money. I don't want no social media money. I'm not a content creator or a platform. <laughs> I don't want to do any of that. I want to be free, right? You right can't, you can't put something in front of my eyes and make me say, ooh, that's glittery. No, no, no. I want to be free. I will not trade Marcus Garvey for a Ferrari, right? And so <laughs> I, I don't – it is never to self-aggrandize. It is never. It is always to point the glory back to whom it was given to you from. So I am always appreciative to be able to address your audience and, and speak right with on. you. Uh, my honor, and I look forward. You call me anytime. I appreciate and it, I brother. Will make the time. And you sure have. I appreciate that so much, man. All right. Yeah. Thank you. Asante Simon. Thank you, brother. All right. We end this program like we end all of our programs with the words of Stephen Biko. The most potent weapon in the hands of the oppressor is the minds of the oppressed. This program is dedicated and committed to helping to free the African mind. But not just the M-I-N-D, but the M-I-N-E, because under the feet, just as Brother Peter Brown has explained, under the feet of African people lies all of the resources that everybody wants, think they can't do it out, and they sure in hell don't want to pay for. Brothers and sisters, you have a blessed and wonderful day. Shem Hotep means go in peace. Asante Sana means thank you. Bibi Vahodier. Bibi means our victorious destiny. Brothers and sisters, we will be victorious. You have a blessed and wonderful day, family. Peace.